Hello and welcome to the Quietly Visible podcast. I'm your host, Carol Stewart, founder of The Bounding Solutions and author of Quietly Visible. And this is the podcast for introverted women who want to thrive as leaders and in life. And today's topic is a topic which is very close to my heart. And we're talking about breast cancer. Uh, I've lost two very close friends to breast cancer in the past three years. Um, the first one, someone who I'd known, I'd only known her a short time in terms of um, years, um, but we became very close. We sort of met, we, we hit it off straight away and we became very close, so much so that when she went for the diagnosis, she asked me to go with her. And then the second one who passed away last year was a friend of almost 32 years. Um, so the topic, as I said, is very close to my heart. And the person who I'm speaking to about this today is someone who's experienced breast cancer herself. And she is going to be sharing her story of finding out about breast cancer and how she dealt with that and also how she now supports other women. So we have with me, I have with me today Kim Smith from uh, KY Smith Coaching Solutions. She's the founder of KY Smith Coaching Solutions. She's a certified empowerment coach, a philanthropist, a motivational speaker, and a breast cancer warrior. And her mission is focused on helping women overcome life's obstacles to understand their identity and to tap into their true power by removing the negative thoughts of a confined mindset. So hi, Kim, and welcome. Hi, Carol. It's, it's such an honor to be here. Hi, UK and everybody else in the United States and, and all over the world. <laughs> it's lovely to have you here, Kim. It's, it's, I just think that the, the internet is so fantastic. You know, you're over there um, in the US. I'm here in the UK and we can have the conversation like this. I think it's fantastic. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, so before we begin, just tell us a little bit about you and what it is that you do. So yes, um, my name is uh, K.Y. Smith. I'm with uh, K.Y. Smith Coaching Solutions. I am a uh, certified uh, empowerment coach and also a motivational speaker. Um, and then I work with um, a, little, a little on the post-release side for uh, women that are incarcerated, women coming out of prison. Um, that's my nonprofit. And so I, I go into the jail and the jails and empower them um, before they come out onto the streets and, you know, just give them some encouragement and, and how to, you know, be productive citizens once they're uh, released out, out here on the streets. And so um, when COVID hit, that's what inspired me to, you know, take up uh, this coaching thing. I was like, what is this coaching thing? You know, since um, everyone all the businesses were shutting down and everybody seemed to be, you know, doing their own thing online and virtually. So I was like, what is this coaching thing? So I wanted to go back and um, retrace, you know, so I did my research and I, and I took a coaching class and I really enjoyed it. I didn't know it was going to be six months long, but you know, um, got, got, got to do something somewhere. So, you know, I took the, the course and once I finished, which was last year, um, I was just empowered to help 
other women, especially women that have been diagnosed with breast cancer and women that are uh, breast cancer warriors, such as myself. And so, um, you know, that became my niche, um, talking to women, you know, about breast cancer and, and how important it is to get, you know, your mammograms and, and doctor's appointments and things of that nature. So that is what empowered me to become a certified coach. Okay, so and um, um, I'm looking forward to hearing your journey um, and also how you support women as well, because it, it is something that we've been seeing increasingly um, women who are being diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and when I was uh, looking at some of the stats, I saw that it was something like one in eight women in the US. Um, get diagnosed with it, that's 13%, about 13% of women in the US will develop invasive breast cancer over the course of her lifetime. And in the UK, um, it's something like 55,900 new breast cancer cases in the UK every Mm. year, and that's more than 150 every day. So those figures are startlingly high, I think. Yes, yes. And you know, you know, breast cancer uh, runs highly with the uh, Caucasian uh, population, uh, especially the um, higher stages of breast cancer. Um, but it's the African American community that is more likely to not survive from it. And so, you know, when I was researching that, you know, I. And, and back in my, my parents' time, you know, um, they wasn't so opt to get their regular mammograms and checkups. You know, they only went to the doctor when something was absolutely wrong. And so, you know, and, and that is when I found that I have a history on my father's side of uh, breast cancer. And, you know, growing up, they, they just, our, our parents just wasn't, you know, opt to go and have their breast exam. Um, I'm finding it more prevalent now because it is uh, higher, you know, the cases are higher and access to uh, proper care is, is, is accessible. Um, Meaning, you know, if you're not, if if you can't afford it, then there's also free, you know, uh, places that you can go that would give you, um, these regular mammograms for free. So, um, you know, and I try to stress that, that is so important in getting your mammograms and getting your regular checkups um, because that is how I caught mine. Actually, I I caught mine uh, just by doing a breast exam. And I stress that on my social media platforms. You, you, You know, when you're taking a shower before you take a shower or you you know, take a bath, just make it your duty to, you know, give yourself a breast exam. It's very simple. And um, that is how I found one of my lumps in my right breast. But mine came when I was 14 years old. I found a, a lump in my breast. And oh, so um, did you say 14? Did you say 14? 14 years old, yes. I always had cystic breasts. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I found the first lump, it was benign. And then I think after that, 
it, it just kept coming back and um, they all were benign. But then when I, when I reached 38, the age of 38, I felt this lump and I wasn't so rushed to go have it checked out because all the rest of them in the past had been benign. And so I eventually did go and have it checked out. And that is when I was told that it was the beginning stages of breast cancer. Um, you know, uh, there's a stage zero mm -hmm. and zero stage is, is called ductal carcinoma. And that is when the cells are growing in the milk ducts, but they have not yet spread throughout the breast. And that is how I caught it, you know? And just imagine if I hadn't went to my doctor, you know, then where would I be now? You know, because it's, it's very important to have these things checked out in an early stage rather than in a later stage. Yeah, that's, um, it, and that is so important, as you say, about the, the self-examination. Um, and and I, I just want, I want to pick up on that, but before I do, you add something that you mentioned is that African-American women are less likely to survive. Um, and do you know why that is, what, what, what they research says why that is? Have you got any funding of that? Well, you know, I, I think um, it has a lot to do with when it's caught, how yeah. it's treated, and then overall your health. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it, it is already important to be healthy, um, you know, because going, whether it may be radiation or chemo that you have to go through, um, you know, that in itself is a whole different area of, uh, of your health. You know, it, it affects the body uh, a whole different way. Um, because I caught mine in an early stage, I had options. And my options were chemo, chemo and radiation combined um, with a medication or a double mastectomy. And I felt that I was younger, you know, at the time, 38 was young to me, it still is. <laughs> but, you know, at the time, um, I wanted to opt to have the breast removed because of my history, my family history. Um, I, I lost several aunts due to breast cancer. And so I, I opted to have uh, the double mastectomy because I wanted to get on with my life, right? And, you know, but I wasn't prepared for getting prepared for it. You know, I was like, oh, let me just get them removed and have them replaced. And then I just move on with my life and, and, and be good and, and so forth and so on. But it, it, wasn't, it wasn't as easy as that. Um, it was a process. And because I didn't stop to understand what the process was because I was so rushed to hurry up and get it done, it kind of put me in a, in a state of depression when I was going through it, um, having the breasts removed and, and, you know, and having them prepared for the breast implants. It's a process. It doesn't, it doesn't just happen, you know, in one day. And so I fell into a state of depression um, while I was going through it. 
And, and this is why I always stress to, you know, us ladies out here, you, your mindset, you know, um, I know we may be going through, you may be going through it, but your mindset has to be in a good place because if it, if it's not, then it will bring you down. And when you depress other mental issues are going on within your body, and then you're trying to fight this cancer <laughs> disease. So it's, you know, it's very traumatic. And for me, I just fell into a state of depression because I really couldn't move on with my daily activities, you know, right away. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things I had to put on hold. It was just a setback for me. And I couldn't understand that, you know, but now I can understand why, because I never really dealt with the mental part of it. I just wanted to rush the process and I rushed the process without dealing with the mental part. And then guess what? It came back, smacked me in my face and, and I, and, you know, and I went through a state of depression. Yeah. And I, and I would um, agree with that about the mindset um, that is so important and how you, your mindset is when you're experiencing something like that. Cause I, I remember with, um, with Joy, my friend that passed last year, she had a, you know, once she got over the initial um, shock, she had quite a um, positive mindset. So, but she was quite advanced when it was diagnosed and mm-hmm. she was at uh, stage four when um, it was diagnosed. And the, when she asked them, you know, well, well, what's the, what's the problem? What, you know, what are the stats like? And they told her that I think it was one in, was it one in four, one in five women who, who are diagnosed at that stage will will die within five years and so how she looked at it was well she's she go she's going to be one of those that survives and I think Mm -hmm. having that outlook really helped her um even though she eventually went on and and passed but that was about five years five or six years later No. no no it wasn't sorry it wasn't as much as that but during that time she had a very I think her attitude and her mindset was um, optimistic. I think mm-hmm. it's the right word to use. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, um, I, you, you know, you, when you, when you have your mind, you know, this mindset as I'm going to beat this and I'm going to live, you know, it just really, energizes your body no matter what you're going through um and so this is why I chose my niche as to uh breast cancer uh women because I know I fell into a state of depression um and I wasn't looking at it you know my mindset wasn't there you know like I'm I wasn't optimistic and so when I fell into my state of depression it was it, it was it wasn't good, but you know, I never really complained about why. Why am I going through this? What is happening to me? I understood what what I had to go through the steps to, you know, be healthy again, but I never really questioned it. Um, my mindset later changed when it was all said and done, and you know, now I now I can say, woohoo! I'm a breast cancer warrior. So that 
that in itself, you know, changed my mind, my mindset, but it didn't change. My mindset didn't change to after the pro the process. And even today, um, you know, I still go through my little issues with, uh, you know, um, soreness in the breast and and things of that nature. But I want to talk about the, the process, part of the process that I had to go through mentally and, and psychologically, because I had, they wanted me to talk to all kind of mental health, uh, mental health counselors. And, you know, I had to, I had to really jump through all this red, red tape just to have my breast removed because that's what I opt to do. And, and realizing that, um, they, you know, the counselors and the doctors feel as if when you have your breast removed, you are partially, you're now partially a woman. So they want, I mean, partially not a woman. So they wanted to prepare me mentally for, okay, these are not your natural breasts. How are you going to feel about that? And are you able to handle that in the future moving, moving forward? And to me, that was not an issue because, you know, again, I looked at the end result. I'm healthy. I don't care what kind of breast I have. I'm healthy. And I know that, you know, my breast cancer was caught and it cannot come back in that same area, which is the breast. But going through my my um, transition, <laughs> you know, I. You know, people, honestly, people pay to have breast implants, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of looked at it, you know, from a different perspective as to say, okay, well, yeah, I have breast implants now and I didn't have to pay for them, <laughs> you know, because I had a health issue. That's why I have them. But still now my breasts to me are healthy and whole. And to me, they are pretty. And no matter what, is taken away from my body. I am still a woman 24 seven all day, every day, you know? So I just had to put myself in that mindset as to, you know, you are not less than a woman because you had to go through, uh, you know, uh, breast cancer. And, and, and another thing is, you know, I did a lot of research. Women, women feel some kind of way doing intimacy with their partner. Um, you know, I, at first I was a little shy with, with my husband, you know, because I had the scarring, I had the scars of my breast cancer. So it's, it's something that I can never forget because I had the scars to show it. And I'm proud of the scars because I'm healthy and I'm here to talk about it and to help other women get past it. But, you know, at first intimacy was kind of hard because you feel like you were scarred. And so, you know, when I was doing my research, you know, I was surprised to see that a lot of women, you know, have issues, um, you know, sexual issues in the bedroom with their partner or their husband. And so I wanted to, you know, put that out there and and empower the women as well. You know, listen, you are healthy. Nothing else matters. You know, nothing else matters. If you have a partner, 
or a husband and, you know, they're feeling some kind of way about that, then, I mean, maybe you need to rethink your relationship. Yes, but, that is so true. <laughs> for the most part, my husband was there to support me through the whole thing. I don't even think I told my, my family back at home because I'm from Hampton, Virginia. I don't even think I told my family. My husband supported me. He was my rock. So for those who don't have um, a spouse or, you know, a husband or that support, I would suggest that they reach out to support groups because this can really, you know, help talking to other women who have been through it. And, you know, is that, that's your support. And I think that is so important to have that support. Um, And so if I can just take you back to when you first, found out that you'd got um breast cancer how 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 did you react how how did it feel well I don't think I understood what I was being told at the time because I don't get me wrong I know what breast cancer is but as far as the stages and you know they told me something about atypical cells you know I remember it to this day and I didn't know what atypical cells were until later but I can't say I was sad because immediately I said okay so what are my options you know and that's why I say I I I fell into depression because I failed to understand and learn what my body was going through I was such in a rush to hurry up and get back to my life. And, you know, so when they told me that, I I don't remember feeling any kind of way, Carol, you know, I wasn't sad. I didn't cry. Um, I was just interested in how can we, you know, take care of this. So, you know, if it had been in a different stage, maybe I, wouldn't have had the option of having my breast removed, I, you know, of going through the chemo and the radiation, whatever the case may be, I think I was ready to just do what it was going to take for me to get healthy again. But I wasn't, I wasn't sad. I didn't cry. But at the same time, I didn't question it. You know, I, I was just, interested in getting hurrying up and getting to the end result which was getting my life back you know I was very active in the gym um exercise you know I did a lot of things I had a I at the time my grandson was young my husband and I we would be running around with him like we we his parents you know so my life was very active and were you working at the time I was I was working at the time yes and so my my employer was very understanding about that. And, and, you know, when I tell, when I spoke on it about, you know, what I was going through to other people, they would, they would just like tear up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and me, you know, I'm, I'm standing there like, okay, so what, what are you crying for? Yeah, you so know, I can relate to that. Cause I remember when my friend, um, when she got the diagnosis and, this this is the my friend of 32 years and she'd 
and I'd, I'd sort of been sort of with her, um, you know, when she, after she found the lump and she said she was going to the hospital, but she didn't tell me when she was going to get the results. And I just remember one, one day getting a phone call from her to say, oh, um, I've just come back from the hospital. I've got better cancer. Um, and she goes, anyway, I've got, got to go now. I'm going, back, I'm going back to work. And I was like, mm-hmm. and I was, I was crying. And she just thought, said, I've got to go now. I've got to go back to work. And she put the phone down and I was, and I was the one that was crying. Um, I was thinking, oh my gosh. Um, so I don't know whether that was her shock or whether that was her, her, just her way of processing it or probably not wanting to see or hear my, me get emotional about it because I might right. her off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, now that you say that, um, I, I don't know, you know, because that's exactly how I handle it too. Um, and, and when I got the phone call about, you know, the, the doctor calling me and telling me that they found something, I was at work and I answered the phone. And, and so they were telling me I need to get, get into see my um, primary care doctor, like right away, like you need an appointment tomorrow. You need to go in tomorrow. And I'm like, well, what's going on? <laughs> you know, what, what's happening? Well, we found something. Okay. Well, what is it? And they couldn't give me any information over the phone. And I remember hanging up the phone and, I, you know, for a minute or two, I thought about it, but then I just really got back to work. Like, okay, well, I guess they'll tell me tomorrow when I go see my doctor. And, you know, I just, I guess um, subconsciously that was my way of handling it. Yeah. But I, I know when, you know, when I shared it with my coworkers, a lot of them teared up and it's not, you know, I didn't stick around. Like I was, I, I just went and got back to work. And I, and I think, you know, when you have time on your hands, uh, it gives you more time to think about it. And, you know, as I said, I was very active at the time I was in the gym and, you know, my grandson was young and then, you know, I was working every day. So I didn't really have time to, really sit and ponder on it. When I got home at night, I was just exhausted. So I just went to sleep and, you know, started my day all over again. And when they start telling me, you know, the uh, my options, and then I chose my options, then they told me the process, it kind of started sinking in then, but I still wasn't sad, excuse me, sad about it. Um, I, I, I wasn't sad. Um, I don't remember being sad mm-hmm. um, and until I started going through this depression state and I couldn't understand where that was coming from. And to be honest with you, you know, this was like 14 years ago or so. Yeah. Um, yeah 15 years ago. And I, I, you know, I have a coach. Um, because when I finished my coaching cert- certification, I hired a coach um, because I knew that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to coach, but, you know, I needed a coach to coach me how to coach. <laughs> and so, you know, I was sharing my story with her and and she was like, wow, you need to share that story with everybody. They need to hear that. And, you know, and I thought to myself, why, why would they want to hear that? You know, you know how many people have breast cancer? Why would somebody want to hear that? And, you know, I started talking about it 
And like, honestly, like three months ago, I hopped on YouTube and, and tried to do a video to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And Carol, so when I, when I pressed that record button, I tried to talk about it, but the words just wouldn't come out. And then I started getting all these emotions, you know, and I was like, what is going on? You know, like, so you got emotional when you started to do the video recording. Yes. So, you know, when, when I went to press the button and, and, you know, and tell my story, cause that's what I went on to do to tell my story, you know, I, I, I got all these emotions coming in and I couldn't understand where these emotions were coming from. And, you know, so I started the video like five, six times and I just couldn't get through it. And I, you know, it, it, it was just puzzling. And so I called my coach and I explained it to her and, you know, she, she was telling me, she said, Kim, you never dealt with those emotions before and, and it's new to you because you never spoke about it. And, you know, if you didn't know me, you would know that I, I, you know, went through breast cancer because it was something I just didn't talk about, you know, up until like two, three months ago. And so it, it was a very emotional roller coaster for me. But then I realized the more I spoke about it, the more comfortable I was talking about it. And that is when I started, you know, getting on these uh, podcasts, people's platforms, because they wanted to hear my story. And the more I talk about it, the more comfortable talking about it I was. And so, you know, now I'm, I'm good with it. But I do realize and I do understand that those are emotions that I never dealt with, you know, when I was going through it, because, you know, Again, I just wanted to get, hurry up and get to the end result. <laughs> yeah, and so I guess that's important that people do get support to deal with those emotions. And and so there's a few things, three things that I can pick in up from you, which are being, which sound like they're being quite crucial to your journey in terms of you um, processing this and, and managing the situation. Um, one is the mindset. Um, having the support and the support in particular that you've got from your husband and then also talking about it and having someone support you and help you with managing those emotions. And so, yes. So anything else that you would add to that in terms of what, what someone needs to get through something like this? Yeah. So I, I would just, you know, um, like to say, you know, Again, everything I, you know, everything I, I speak about, I always start again with the mindset, but it's very important to understand what is happening, what, you know, what you're going through, what is happening, how it affects your body and your mental state and, you know, and, and why you're going through it. Um, because I was, a, you know, one of the fortunate ones. Some of us, are not as fortunate, you know, when we're going through this, uh, you know, whether it be radiation or chemo, that that can really hold you down. But what I would suggest is, you know, writing down your thoughts, write down your feelings, and and planning, you know, once um, you know, once I get through this, 
this is what I want to do, you know? Um, and when I'm back to health, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, and having that positive mindset, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to do this. I can do this. You know, it, it, it really helps. And having that support, just, you know, try to get it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a coach. And so, you know, that's what coaches do. If you hire a coach, you know, and you're going through it, they're going to, they're going to help you go through it. You know, they're going to be there with you to go through it. They're going to help you get past it. And, and, and that's, again, that's why I became a um, certified coach and, you know, also journal, journal your thoughts. Yes, I agree. Journaling is, is to me a, a fantastic tool and it, and it doesn't cost a thing apart from time and a nice notebook or journal. Yes, um, I'm in the process now of um, publishing a, a journal slash planner and it's specifically for breast cancer patients. And, and in this journal, it's gonna you know, give you insights of you know, exactly what you're going through. You'll be able to understand what, you know, the changes that, that may happen to the body. Um, it's going to be, you know, affirmations and um, healthy eating habits, you know, um, exercising and things of that nature. And then it's, you know, places where you can keep uh, your, your, uh, your thoughts, you know, uh, and your goals and places where you can, you know, put your doctor's information, addresses, appointments, calendars, and things of that nature. Um, that is something I wish I had when I was going through it because, you know, um, you, you're seeing a lot of doctors and, and you have to, your appointments are so, <clears throat> are so steady, you have to write them down. You know, I know a lot of us have phones now, but, uh, you know, I like to write my things down so I can see it physically. Okay. But um, this is something that I'm working on, and hopefully I'll have that published by um, mid-summer, if not late okay. summer. Okay, well, thank you so much, Kim. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. So if people want to find out more about you and your work, where's the best place for them to go? I can be um, reached on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn by KY Smith coaching solutions it's the same across all platforms ky smith coaching solutions <clears throat> and then i have a um facebook private page <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> i'm sorry i have a fa- i have a facebook private page i don't know what's wrong with my voice <clears throat> okay that's okay <laughs> Here we go. i have a private uh facebook page called stellars by default and that's S-T-E-L-L-A-R-S by default, um, where you can, you know, visit. I encourage you to visit. I'm trying to get my, uh, you know, uh, the people to come in, more people to come in and post, you know, your empowering and inspirational stories. And I also can be reached on uh, my website, which is uh, kysmithcoaching.com. You can reach me there. And, you know, when you come in, sign up and get my journal, I have a free, I think it's a 16 page journal, which um, is, is almost similar to a planner, 
but it's more of a journal type thing. So, you know, yeah, visit my website and sign up for that. And, and if you uh, want coaching, book a clarity call with me and I'll be happy to work with you. Right. Thank you so much. So please do go check him out, go to her website, go to her Facebook page and um, yes, get in touch with her. Uh, so thank you so much, Kim. It's been a pleasure to have you on the, the podcast. And thank you for having me, uh, Carol. My pleasure. All right, so thank you for listening, everybody. And if you are wanting to increase your confidence, influence and impact, then go to my website, aboundingsolutions.com. Uh, there's a free assessment that you can complete on there that will give you some ideas about areas to focus on. And if you're not a member of my high achieving introverted women community then join the facebook group or if you're a leader you're a senior leader and you are on linkedin then join the high achieving introverted senior women linkedin group so until the next time bye